right, we are back for another episode of Meet the Creatives, a special Friday uh, Meet the Creatives. Happy Friday, everyone. Today I'm joined with uh, my new friend, Josh Lepley. Josh, thanks for coming on the podcast today, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure. We're, uh, I think this is the closest geographic podcast that I've done. I'm, I'm probably about a, a half a mile away from Josh right now. Uh, yeah, quick, yeah. Quick backstory on, on Josh. We met uh, because of this podcast, and uh, when I set out to do this thing, I, I didn't think that anyone would watch it, let alone that I would actually, uh, you know, like Meet the Creatives is now kind of a funny name because I've gotten to meet a lot of creative people that have kind of reached out. Uh, you know, people are asking to have on certain guests and everything like that. And you actually lived in, in the area, and uh, so we got to hang out yesterday, and what was supposed to be a 15-minute conversation turned into two and a half hours of talking about everything under the sun. So, Josh, thanks for coming on, and uh, as soon as I heard your story, I was like, that's it, this guy's on the podcast for sure. So. Nice. But, uh, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's an honor to be on, I mean, especially the guests that you've had on before me. I mean, come on. So <laughs> It's pretty good. I know. I, I'm... Uh, I think that people have it in their head like like I, I I somehow work on the same level with these people. I can't I can't hold a candle to these people, but I just kind of reach out and tell them about how much they inspire me. And and uh, I've been very very fortunate to get the guests that I have. And uh, like like this week, somebody asked me if I could have like Stefan Sagmeister on and uh, Jessica Hitch and all stuff. And I'd I'd love to have all those guys on. But uh, I've just been very fortunate with the guests so far. But I think also too it'd be fun to kind of get people that you don't hear about so much because uh, I think there's a lot of all mm-hmm. those people out there on the internet. So that's cool. But yeah, like me. No like one knows you, me. Like you, one of the, uh, <laughs> the unsung heroes of graphic design. So that's cool. Yeah, people don't know me. So yeah. yeah. Well, let's get awesome. to know you. So uh, tell me a little bit. Uh, we were talking yesterday, obviously, but tell me a little bit about your story and because uh, it's quite different than, than that of most graphic designers. Uh, working in New mm-hmm. York these days, so mm-hmm. yeah. So I started out in Pennsylvania, um, and then came to doing some remote work there and doing some work on my own, uh, launching a few uh, physical products into the marketplace, and then working with companies like West Elm and Urban Outfitters. And, and that's kind of what brought me to New York more frequently. I had visited numerous times up to that point, but coming more frequently probably in 2014. And then there was just kind of this change for me where I thought, hmm, I want to work here. So uh, in the very beginning of 2015, in January, I did a, a short freelance role at Howard Hughes Court and uh, at their in-house studio. And um, like the first week, I was nervous. Week two, I thought, I got it. I can do this. Week three, I was fully in love with New York and told my wife that I wasn't leaving. So she was back in Pennsylvania with our kids, and uh, I did the New York to PA thing for eight months, um, staying staying in New York for eight months during the week, uh, and then going home to my wife and family, my wife and kids on the weekends. Um, and then in August of 2015, we relocated to New Jersey, and uh, you know, so now I get to work in New York every day and. I have much less of a commute, which is great. Yeah. So, how how mm-hmm. far was that, by the way, from Pennsylvania to New York? Uh, it was a three and a half hour drive. I would do um, so every Monday morning. I would wake up at four thirty. I would drive to a bus terminal in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, and take a bus because I could park my car for ten dollars for the week. Right. I would take a bus into New York with a suitcase and go to Saatchi, and I was working there, and I was there for about nine months. Um, I would go to, I mean, 
Well, in the beginning, it was hotels because it was the dead of winter and it was very, very cold and no one was coming to New York. So I was able to get really good rates. Plus, right. I was a long, considered a long-term stay by staying week, week after week. Right. But then the rates started to go back up when it started to get warm again. So then I started to Airbnb and pretty much bounced around like Soho and Greenwich and you know the cool places in Manhattan, which right. was a lot of fun. Um, and then after that, I found this really sweet lady with a really rad apartment in Dumbo. And uh, she gave me a really, really good price to stay in her place. And I lived there for about, I don't know, six months, I think, um, which was just phenomenal to live in Dumbo and work in Manhattan. You know, I got that's to kind of like live that life for a little while. Spaceship and all those guys are over there, too. So that's they a, were a right down area. the road. Yeah. Yeah. Right so down cool. the road. I ate way too much Shake Shack while I was there. And uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was a great experience. And then um then finally got to move to New Jersey, which is much better, much less of a commute. So, but I would come in, I would come in, you know, on the bus and I would make it to the office by probably about nine thirty, I think. And I would work all day and then, you know, go home from there. And being in New York without my wife and kids, I was able to just work, work, work all the time. And that's pretty much what I did. Right. So I, I remember when I first got into graphic design and I, I had that kind of that dream to, to live in Dumbo. The Dum for those of you who are not from New York, uh, that stands for down under the Brooklyn... Manhattan Bridge. Manhattan Bridge. Overpass. Overpass. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was real close. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, but there's... You're lot, close. You're close. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of uh, digital agencies over there, including Huge and Big Spaceship. And uh, those guys are like... I can't even wrap my head around how they do that stuff. It all looks so great, but I, I quickly learned that I was much more of a, a 2D kind of guy and the work they do in the 3D space and interactive. Um, but I definitely will be striving to kind of get like that, so that's cool. Um, I know a guy, I've actually met a guy who has a, a, a spot over there before I started working in New York. There's a great shop over there known as Frank Collective, and I've uh, become good friends with one of the founders. Um, so if you don't know it, you know, I certainly would, you know, yeah. invite you to check them out. So, that sounds cool. So. I definitely will take you up on that. Yeah. They're um, awesome. They're awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as far as, um, our talk yesterday, we talked a bit about, um, about freelancing and, and, uh, I'm looking for a job currently and I kind of was on the fence about freelancing versus full time and I'm still keeping my options open, but, uh, you work predominantly in the, uh, freelancing, but you know, with, with, with usually in an agency setting, can you tell me a little bit about what that's like? And, um, for young designers kind of venturing out into the design world, what are the pros and cons of, of freelancing? Because I, I think you've been very successful at it thus far. And, uh, what are some of the things that you've kind of learned along the way from it? Um, boy, where to start? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I first started coming to New York, I thought that I needed a job. You know, I thought I needed to get a full-time job. And that's really what I focused my my attention and my energy on was trying to find a job. Right. You know, and I was turned I was turned down by plenty of people. You know, I was turned down by a lot of people for a lot of different positions. Um but then as I as I kept freelancing and kept working hard, which is, you know, a huge work ethic is a really really big thing. You know, it's not just like if you're talented and good at what you do, you know, and being a good human being and like getting along with people. Um, but, but a strong work ethic, like being there until the job's done, you know, right. so that people can count on you is like, that's a huge, huge thing. And so proving that to people time and time again, and then, you know, I just, I, I've, I've been very grateful, very, very 
fortunate to have the path that I've had to go from, you know, a small spot like Howard Hughes Studio then to, you know, a small digital shop up in Midtown called Fancy Pants. And then from there, going to Saatchi and Saatchi, which quite honestly, I never thought would be a place that I'd ever get to work. And then after Saatchi to IDEO, which again, like blew my mind, you know, that I got the opportunity to go work at IDEO. Um, The thing is, I think, you know, it's like when you freelance, you know, I've I've been able to work at some really, really great places and, uh, and, and for a lot of really great companies. And as I said to you yesterday, Rob, it's not like I'm just kicked back on my sofa drinking a glass of whiskey every night, you know, and like my email box is flooded with, you know, job offers, you know, for me to go work some gig. You know, I have a lot of time and spent in networking with people and, and, uh, you know, doing my triangulated cyber stalking kind of (laughs) method of, of getting, getting my foot in the door somewhere. There's been a lot of that on this podcast, you know, to, to, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, I mean, you got to, you know, it's about ambition and, and uh, like going after things and like trying to find that unique path into the into the place because like just, just submitting via the, the internet, you know, or like going through their typical like career portal just doesn't usually net you anything. And I've had, I've had times when it does like with IDEO, believe it or not, that's where they found me. Like I applied through their on through online and that, that's how they got me. Right. But, you know, sometimes it just goes into this abyss and you never hear from anybody. But it's like, it's about persistence. And and also a real big thing is like, you have to be, you have to learn how to take like rejection and turn it into positivity. Like right. to realize, you know, when a door closes that you wanted to go through that you have to kind of remember that there's going to be another door that's going to open because that door closed. And that happens to me all the time, you know, and then just juggling like current, like right now, you know, today I'm juggling a couple of opportunities and who's going to book me first. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of kind of a, a little bit of strategy involved too. And, and, um, but it's about, you know, as well, like I talked to you yesterday about, you know, when you're on site working for someone, like you give them your all, like you're all in for them. And I've since, since I've started doing that, I don't take on, um, any sort of big project that would come to, to me directly, I don't take that on when I'm working with someone, you know, right. uh, for instance, like I was recently at Gretel and when I was there, like I was all in on what I was doing for them. You know, I mean, I had nights where I was there. As time employee, kind of like we discussed, yeah. Exactly. And that whatever they kind of dedication, just because you're freelancing doesn't mean that you're going to. Right. I mean, you can come in there and you can be like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's time. I'm out. You know, <laughs> and and I'm sure they're probably not going to call you back, right. right? So it's about coming in there and and giving your all and giving you giving them what they need and uh, and not quitting until the job is done and done right until they say it's done. You're done. Go home. You know. Yeah. So there was quite a few late nights there. There was, I mean, days over ten, twelve hours. You know, which is fine. Um, but I mean, I love what I. I do so much that 10, 12 hours isn't a big deal to me, but, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a freelance is a, it's a, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I'll put it this way. It's what I said yesterday that it's what you put into it. You know, you, you kind of set the pace for yourself and, uh, um, I mean, there's obviously a lot of other obstacles and stuff like that to, to negotiate, but you know, if you're a hard worker and you're ambitious and, and all that's, you know, and it, I think that you can do very, very well 
as a freelance designer. But it's not by any means like a glamorous lifestyle of waking up at noon and like hanging out, yeah. you know. And, and and all these all these you know companies just like throwing you offers, you know. It just it doesn't happen that, that way. At least not for me. You know, maybe like the big names like Jessica Hish and all them, but not me. So, right. you know, like when, for example, like when you came from Pennsylvania, where did you where did you first go to? What what was kind of your process in terms of like where where did you reach out to initially? For what? In, what in, in terms of just like contacting people to, in the creative field, like how did you discover places like the Creative Circle and things like that? Was it before all before that or uh, Creative Circle? Yeah, creative. I was actually I was doing work with Creative Circle in two thousand. I think it's like two thousand fourteen. So even like the year before I came. So I was doing work with them remotely for maybe about almost maybe almost a year before I came to New York on site full time. Right. Um, and that was, you know, I, I had this idea that I wanted to work in New York, and so I started to look for jobs wherever I could look for jobs in the design field. And I replied to a job posting and I was contacted by Creative Circle and, you know, they said, you know, we're recruiters. I had no idea what a recruiter did in New York. Um, And so I went to meet with them and they were like, you know, we want to get you working right away. And, 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 uh, you know, I kind of grew to know quite a few of the recruiters there to the point where sometimes they would contact me directly before the post even, you know, always went out on the board or they would, uh, they would get a hold of me and see if I'd be interested. And, and, um, so I had a lot of really good gigs with them. They got me a lot of really nice stuff and got me some nice work in my book. And, uh, then from there they got me, uh, the first two, um, my first two onsite roles here in New York. Uh, they got, I was through, that was, um, Howard Hughes and fancy pants. And then after that, um, it was through, I think I was found through working, not working, uh, for Saatchi. And then it's just kind of gone, um, either some through working, not working, or, uh, I've been able to, you know, get work on my own and it's also begun to spread word of mouth. And, you know, I've made some contacts here and, you know, they share emails to places to meet with me and make recommendations to other people and to shops for me, which has been really great too. And, you know, like you had mentioned earlier about the community, the design community, um, I got to like, honestly, the, the community in New York was so much more accepting than I thought they would be. Like, I thought it would be much more hard. Like I just thought it would be more difficult to crack into the design community in New York. And it's been just tremendously accepting to me. And I think like given where I come from, it's much more competitive because there's a lot less work. Right. And uh, I never really, you know, tried too hard for the work. I let it come to me and I did more work regionally or outside, you know, definitely outside of my area. But then coming to New York, there's just so much work. There's just work galore. Like an abundance. You know, and it just seems like there's a, yeah, there is. There's a bun- There's more than we can all get done. You know, I mean, that's why, that's why they're calling for freelancers like for the next day. You know, yeah. you'll get a call or you'll get an email are you available tomorrow? We need you tomorrow, you know? And yeah. it's always this urgency. I was kind of shocked by so that. I didn't, I didn't think that that, cause I, I really didn't have uh, plans initially to, to freelance, but then I uh, got started getting these automated emails and stuff. And it, it is funny. Like 
you know, we want you. Can you be here by 6 p.m. tonight? Like that's you're expecting them to say that. It's so crazy, yeah. but it's cool though. I mean, hey, if you're looking to earn money, I mean, uh, like I DJ. There's not there's not a spot where I can go to. You know, we have a gig for you tomorrow night. Can you be there? Like I would, yes, I would take it all the time. But uh, so so it's so, so cool and like, exhilarating really to be able to go in and not know what you're getting into. That's good. It, it, does it seem at times like you're on like a kind of a, an adventure? Because I mean, a lot of these times, you, oh, know, yeah. you don't really know you don't know these people from anywhere. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, it was nerve wracking in the beginning. I mean, yeah. it's just so you know, you yeah, know, I'm you come from that. Pennsylvania you know, small Pennsylvania and, and you're going to roll into your first agency in New York and you're oh, like, York City. Wow. you know, oh my word. And then you yeah. realize like, all right, I can do this. And then, you know, your confidence builds and builds and builds and, and you just be you. And, you know, now it's like, to me, it's just, it's so exciting to just go to a new studio and meet everyone and, you know, jump in. And, and that's another thing about freelancers too, is, is, uh, you know, another point. It's like, you kind of have this knack of, being a fast worker or being and being fast learners like right. when you come in on a roll like you're just dumped into like they you're just drop into kind of a project into the fire, or, yeah they'll back this dump truck up of information and just dump it you know and, and you're you're like <laughs> loaded and it's like here's the server go to it you know and you have to yeah. just you have to learn how to jam like fast because they're not going to pay you to sit there to figure everything out for very long i mean usually yeah. there's a little bit of a lead up time to get you rolling but you know, generally, like you need to get get moving quick, and uh, so that's it's kind of a. I mean, listen, every role that I've been on, I've learned on. You know, yeah. every single role. I mean, some of my roles I've been to, like at Saatchi and IDO, have had like I, I've I've found that I've had mentorship while I was there. You know, just completely unexpected, and um, it's just it's fantastic. I mean, I just learn so much every time. Yeah. Uh, every time I go to a new place, so it's 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 really. And it, listen, I I haven't been on the full time side of it, so I, I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like freelance is the only way to go. But right. um, I mean, I just think that there's there's a lot to uh, learn, and there, it's just exciting and fun if you can handle not knowing where you're always going to go. Yeah, but you but you it is kind of disconcerting to not know when the next thing is happening or, or when that work's going to come. But um, thankfully, there is a receptive audience and, uh, you know, like you said, jobs that, that need to be filled. So that's always cool. There's so much work out there. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, you just have to be, you have to hustle. You just say you have to hustle, you know, and it's about, yeah. it's about how do you stand out from everyone else at the same time, you know, because there, there's a lot of other people like us. There's other freelancers. You know, I mean, I'm not the only one, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, so this week I've been pretty much at home, home all week. I've had my own project to work on. And the week before that, I took off to go to the beach. Uh, so I wasn't working. But if I would have booked a gig this week, I would have went to it. So kind of to me, it was like, oh, I'm not working, but I'm kind of working from home. And then next week, I'm kind of at this kind of back and forth with two different roles right now, trying to figure out, like, who's going to book me first and if I take one, is the other one going to be upset or like, am I going to cause higher feelings because they didn't book me first? And, you know, it's just this like juggling act of trying to figure out like, okay, well, did they totally say they're going to book me or are they just kind of playing around with the idea or, yeah. you know, so it's just kind of this juggling game. And then at the end of the month, I need a couple days to go to Philly and, you know, it's kind of juggling around that at the same time. But 
you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it is a, we, we, as freelancers, we have to put in a lot of extra time. You know, one of the things about full time, you can go home or go drink some beers with your friends, you know, when you're done with work. For me, it's, I come home to my wife and kids, but you know, when they go to bed, it's like, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on working, not working. Um, going through my email, all my emails, like all, all the email addresses I have for different studios and places and keeping them up to date on my availability and, you know, seeing if they have any projects coming up that they need a hand on. And I mean, it's just, there's time every day and keeping that, like that network, like growing and thriving and, yeah. you know, always and it's it doesn't take long to build a network i mean it, it happens pretty quickly but it's daily maintenance right. you know you, you have to be on it every day you have to work on, on that every day yeah for so sure. I, I i deal with the same thing too and uh I, I think that um some of the guests that i've had in the podcast have been kind of a testament to how much i have been work like networking but at the same time though that doesn't you know all the network in the all the network. You're you're a supreme networker, man. If you can get Michael Beirut, Debbie Millman, Leland, like you're getting some good people on here. You you're pretty good at networking yeah. for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, my advice to anyone who wants to know how to do something like that is just to kind of just to reach out to them. But uh, for for every time that I got you know Debbie Millman or, or Michael to come on, there were probably like a a hundred denied requests that that came on and. Uh, I remember funny story when when I got Michael Beirut to come on, I I sent it and I felt so dumb for sending it because I was like he's gonna have no interest in, in doing this, um, and I got a, I got a, my phone went off at like at like five a.m. the next morning after I wrote it, um, and I was kind of you know jumpy because I wanted to see if he if he read it, but it wouldn't be him. At five a.m. the next morning, it was Michael Beirut and he wrote this whole big thing like sure I'd love to do this, I'm in Rome, we'll do it when we get back. So it's crazy, and then I, I talked to uh, when I get, get was had the chance to talk with uh, with Debbie Millman. She talked about reaching out to uh, Massimo Vignelli uh, to do an interview, and she called. And um, when she called, she said, "You know, I like to speak to Massimo," and he said, "Speaking," and uh, you know, she, she said everything dropped, uh, and and she was just so she couldn't believe they were on. But you know, take a chance and and, and reach out mm-hmm. to any, anybody who's hesitant about. You know, uh, talking to these people, especially if it's of the vein of, hey, you know, like, like with Michael, I just, I wrote him an entirely long, an entirely too long letter. And I, I said, you know, you may not, it may not, you know, I'm sure you get this all the time, but it, it, it means what you, your body of work has influenced me more than you'll ever know. You know, if given the opportunity, I would greatly appreciate the chance to, to, to meet with you and talk with you. Uh, you know, granted, I have the podcast and everything, but. Um, for people in the creative field who are trying to to uh, to reach out to their design heroes, they are no different than than you or I, and uh, you know that they're they're going about their day. And you know, for Michael Beirut, that's at five a.m. But it's it's really cool, and it's 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 gratif- you know it's satisfying to to know that they're just kind of an email away. And if they don't write back, they don't write back. But it's the same thing, like you're talking about. Um, you, know, you can't. I just nowadays I just send it and hope they they write back. You know what I mean. I, but you also have to keep in mind that people are very busy and and uh, it's mm-hmm. not personal. Just same thing. And then same. I think the same can be said for the freelancing field. Is is that you know you might exactly you might be qualified. It's you know 
don't get in your own head about it because it's a competitive market and it's nothing against, and I'm sure you kind of dealt with this too, that it's nothing against you personally, but there are a lot of very, very talented people who are gunning for these same spots and there's a lot of work, but everybody wants to work on the fun projects. So. Well, and it's, it's, it's sometimes too, it, it comes down to, you know, it comes down to your book and like what you've worked on and what you've done. And sometimes you're just not the right fit. You know, I get that. I get emails that say that, like, you're not what we're looking for right now. Okay. And in the beginning, I'm like, you know, I was shattered, you know, kind of, you know, and then sometimes my ego wants to get a, get, get a hold of me a little bit and be like, what do you mean? I'm not good enough. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I'm not the one you're looking for. Did you Have see where I'm talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? I've worked here and I've, you know, but like, I keep that ego. I'm not an egotistical person anyways, but like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, keep that. You have that. to have a certain confidence about you that otherwise, you know, the, if you don't believe in yourself, they're not going to believe in you, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely believe in my work, but I certainly don't. I'm not like out tooting a trumpet like, yeah, like, hey, you know, I'm, you'll, I mean, you can see it on Instagram. I'll post it, be like, hey, I'm working here. And people are like, whoa, you're working at Gretel. Awesome. You know, or you're at VSA. Wow, that's rad. You right. know, and it is rad. I'm I'm not doing that because I want to like brag to everybody. I'm doing it because I'm super proud and super grateful, super right. grateful of where, of where I've gotten to. The humble you know? brag is the kid. It is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> totally. Like I've been in New York for a year and a half. And to be honest with you, like I'm a kid from North central Pennsylvania, like in the mountains. Right. You're killing so it. You're like killing it, considering. <laughs> for me, for me to come to New York and, and to, and to have the opportunity that I've had, like that's an, that's amazing. That's just absolutely incredible to me. If I had to leave New York today, like if I was, if I had to leave, right, I could look back and be like, wow, that was incredible. Like, yeah. I got to work at some really, like, top known places, right, really well-known places. And I've gotten to meet, like, great people. I've met Debbie Millman and I've met Stefan Sagmeister. But, you know, even beyond them, like, working with people like Blake, the global design director at Saatchi and Saatchi, just a tremendous yeah. creative person with it's just amazing and humble you know, or Peter Buchanan Smith, the founder of Best Made, like another just incredibly humble person who's won a Grammy for his work. You know, like I've met these people who don't go out there and like toot their horns all day long. They're just super appreciative of what you can do. And they're really super excited to like give back. And that's like what you're talking about with Michael. Like, you know, he, he agreed to be on your show. And I think as designers, I'm super pumped to do that someday. Like I'm all yeah. about sending the ladder back down. Like yeah. how can I help someone? You know, how can I, like, in some way, give them a, a foothold to get to where they want to go, you know? Like, right. And, and I've, I've just found so much of that in New York, like, with, with all the different people that I work with. They're just, whether it's another designer I work with who shoots me an email to somebody at Google, or, you know, or it's Blake at Saatchi or, or Peter at Best Made. Like, these people are just so willing to give of their, of their knowledge and their, their abilities and their resources, you right. know? It's it's really it's fantastic and I'm so thankful yeah. for the opportunity. Same here, same here for sure. But something to be very cognizant of is that uh, when you look at your design heroes and your mentors, is that a lot of times it was a very rough road to where they are. And although they work, you know, they are now creative directors or they are now, um, you know, very far along in their career. I think it's important to realize too that uh, one of the reasons why they're so apt to share this information is because you know they want to save you kind of the heartache that they went through um and if the design community can continue to kind of pass you know send the elevator back down um, mm -hmm. but there's nothing important. exactly totally i agree but there's nothing that trumps hard work right like 
if you're if you're coming in, you, you're not going to skate through. You're not yeah. going to be, you know, all these pe- people who are well known, the people who they've they've worked hard at one thing or the other. And there's a lot of people out there that do great and super work day in and day out that you don't know the name of. Right. You know, you don't know who they are, and they've worked very hard to get in the position where they're at. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just a big, I'm a big believer in a work ethic, in a strong work ethic. And so that's like, that's like one of the things. It's probably one of my biggest pieces of advice to people, like when they ask me about, you know, working in New York. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's it's glamorous. It is. You it really have big is. Big boy pants on. That's but it's advice. also hard work. You know, <laughs> it's definitely hard work. It's, yeah. It it's not for the. It's not for these. You know, if you just want to come and clock hours, like that's just not how it's gonna. It's just not gonna go down that way. And right. and you might get away with it for a little while, but like you're not gonna be. I, I would. I, I just you know I just. I mean, obviously, I don't have definitive answers, but like, I just think that like you need to. You need to, there's just time. You have to put in your time and everybody else has done it. Debbie's done it. Michael's done it. You know, they've all put in, they've all put in their time in one way or the other to get to where they're at. That wasn't just right. like handed to them. No, yeah. none of them. Yeah. And, and I respect every one of them for that reason. Cause they've worked very hard to get where they are. There's no, there's yeah. no make or break moments. You're going to shut totally. down here. This opens up there and uh, it's important to remain. And it, it's, I mean, yeah, good. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, it is. It is really important to remain optimistic and and to not let those rejections. Like you got to get really used to rejection because, like, oh, real, like you said real a while back, rejection, right? Real. Like <laughs> you sent out a hundred emails and Oof. you know you get ninety nine rejections and one yes, and that happens with freelance when you're sending out networking. Like, no, we're not looking for anyone. We don't have a you know we don't have any work or or nothing. You're not right for the project or whatever that you know or just crickets. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think here's the thing. I think the path, like if there is a future for you at Pentagram, right mm-hmm. down the road and, and I would never, I mean, if you set the bar that high, like I think you can get there, but the, the path to get there is not like connecting with Michael on LinkedIn and thinking there's just going to be this magical moment where yeah, no. he's going to email you out the blue and like, Oh, like you're the designer we want. Like, I think it's the path of, of like he was saying in his interview, in saying that like they're mentors from a distance and they don't even know it, you know, and, and you've had the opportunity to, to actually talk with him, you know, one-on-one and, and that's, I mean, beyond, I I have never met the man, but, uh, to have that opportunity, just like you would think I've heard that. I've heard that. He's kind. He always seems that way. I've heard that from people who were actually worked on his team at Pentagram, that he's a really great guy. Um, and I think, you know, I think that these relationships and these jobs like i think that that happens naturally Dude. you know um so yesterday i decided to my wife you know granted me like like the day i mean i had some work meetings i had to go attend to so that's the big reason i went to new york but i wouldn't have had to go in for the whole day so i went in and did a few tourist things in the morning um how touristy i walked myself through times square which well uh, i'll probably never do that again, Don't ever um, do that, again. That, that was that was awful it was horrendous Is your first but, uh, time there Walking through ten, Times Square, yeah, just going to Times like Square. right through it. Yeah. yeah, I've always avoided it. I've always walked Avoid around it. Avoid it like so. the plague if you're coming to visit New York. It's the last thing you should do. My it, friend, my friend, and it's so there, like it's, it's you know it's bad. 
<laughs> and it's so not, you know, a lot of people think, have this vision that that's what New York is. And, and most of New York is nothing even like, it's not even close to that. Like, that's just like one piece. But anyway, so I walk through Times Square. I'm on my way to MoMA because I've not, I've been to a lot of museums in New York, just not MoMA. So I decided I was going to go to MoMA and, and check it out. So I'm on the way there. And on the way, I decide I'm going to go to the top of the rock, right? So I, uh, I dart into the Rockefeller Center, Rockefeller Plaza. And uh, I go up, and I'm in this, like, waiting area watching this video. You know, it was Matt Lauer actually uh, narrating <laughs> and talking on it. Um, but it was, like, going through the history of Rockefeller. And, you know, I've had, I've had some uh, roles come through in my email before about, like, broadcasting and, like, working, you know, at different uh, studios, maybe, like, NBC and stuff like that. But NBC is beautiful. You know, and, and I watched this video and thinking of, of uh, you know, these people working for, like, Saturday Night Live and – and Jimmy Fallon and and all that and, Emily, and yesterday Emily and I'm watching that. Like, wow, night. like I'm here. I'm yeah. I'm in New York. Like I could do that if I want, right? So, so like that's kind of like my new pursuit now. And I was on LinkedIn this morning, like pursuing these like people at NBC Universal. Like who can I track down to try to find a role there? But you know, then I went up to I went up to uh, it was amazing. I went up on the roof and or yeah. the the platform. You know, up I've been but planning on doing that for a long time. It's it's incredible. Actually, Times Square wasn't all, all bad. Like yeah, it pretty much was. But it was neat to be there and see there was an entire almost an entire billboard takeover for the new um, Secret Life of Pets movie that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I don't that's know if you're familiar. Great signage, with. though. I'll give them that. Yeah, I mean, just enormous billboards and. And I'm walking by, and there's some really great type, nice typefaces. But I'm looking at them like, why did they center that? They should have like less yeah. justified. That just doesn't look right. You know? And I'm like nitpicking this stuff apart. I wanted to like take pictures and yeah. be like, why don't they slam that over and hang it on the right or on the left? You know, and that kind of thing. But yeah. so it wasn't all it wasn't all lost. You know, yeah. it was annoying, but there was definitely some some pluses to walking myself through there. But the, Her the Hershey's building. Uh... Is, is I saw awesome. that. That's Collins, I by the way. You that's, when I saw that's Leland and, and Brian. Yeah. And, um, by the way, it's uh, tentative. Uh, I have to have a quick meeting with them beforehand. But uh, I will be having, in the coming weeks, Ron Burridge, who is the, here's another crazy one that I got, uh, the global head of design uh, for Hershey's. Forgive me if I'm saying that wrong. But uh, he previously worked at Procter & Gamble uh, and Disney, uh, actually for Disney World. So I'm super That's excited awesome. about that. Um, I'm curious to know if he worked on that with those guys. But uh, yeah, Times that's Square, me. for anyone that's going to come, uh, it's interesting. It's similar. It's kind of like a, like a, like an advertising circus. So as a graphic designer, I, I, I find it kind of peculiar and interesting. And But, you know, you can look at all that stuff. Uh, there are so many pictures taken there all the time. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes, like, sometimes I forget that I work in New York. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I just go to my everyday. I, I mean, you know, I get on a train here in New Jersey. I'm underground when I hit, I don't know, know what, Hoboken or Hackensack or whatever, wherever yeah, that Secaucus is. Some, some hill right after Secaucus, there's a hill. We go underground. We're under the, t under the river. Right. I go on Penn Station. And much of the t time, uh, actually before Gretel, I was always on the subway. And then I just like pop out of the ground, you know, somewhere, you know, downtown. For five right? seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I like come up out of the ground and I walk some more and then I show up at the, the office where I'm working. And sometimes I would forget that I'm in New York. And then, you know, then I was working at Gretel for a month and, and 
I decided, you know, they're not far from Penn Station, 14 blocks or something like that. So I just, I walked it every day. And, uh, you know, it was just a great reminder to walk down the street, you know, every day yeah. and to see that or, or like becoming, leaving at night and it's dark and, and I'm walking up 7th Ave or, or 6th Ave and, and I get to see the tip of the Empire State Building lit up and just yeah. this reminder. And, and, you know, one night I stopped and I'm like, wow, like I'm in New York. I mean, it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, I'm in New York. Like, I can't believe it's 11. It doesn't feel like 11 and it never looks like 11 in New York because there's no. people out at all time of the day there. But, yeah. you know. Um, it, sometimes I just, I still have, I've been there for a year and a half and I just still just have these pinch me moments where, you know, I just realize like, you know, I, I get the opportunity to work there and that's a, I'm extremely grateful for that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, uh, mm-hmm. it's been awesome to have met you in person and to have a friend here in Montclair. Again, this is okay. weird that we're like around the corner from each other, but, uh, it would be more weird if we were sitting across the table from each other. So. But uh, <laughs> but I uh, we talked yesterday uh, about potentially doing a project in the in the future about design and kind of like a, a regularly scheduled programming or however you want to work it. So we'll definitely work mm-hmm. something out. Uh, I think that you are a very talented designer and and your work uh, speaks volumes about the amount of work you know the amount of dedication that you have for graphic design and uh, I'm sure you will continue to get awesome stuff. So good stuff, man. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. Yeah, no I appreciate worries. that. I think you're well. I think you're well on your way, dude. You're gonna. Thank you. I think this. I think this law is just a hint to go freelance for a little while. Yeah, um, yo. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about try it. Try it I, out. I, really am. So. I, I talked to. Uh, I talked to my recruiters today, and, and uh, I'm thinking about switching gears. And I'm a very adventurous. You know, ugh, it sounds mm-hmm. so gross to say this about yourself, but I am very much like a hustler. So uh, I think freelance will be fun, and I kind of like to delve into different worlds and. I find myself getting interested. Just give it a try. You can always go full time, man. Give it a yeah, try. For sure. Give it a try. Until the right thing comes. All right, Joshua. So your website, just for everyone, is uh joshualepley.com, right? Yes, or joshnyc.com if you don't know how to spell my name. So oh, okay. that sounds yeah. cool too. You have both domains. That's a smart move. I do. Um yep. and then you were also on working not working, and as of right now you are in talks. Hired, scheduled, work on it. I'm um, back and forth. I'm back and forth between two, uh, two awesome projects. One of the places that's been emailing me today is actually uh, on my bucket list, and so cool. Uh, it's exciting. Follow my Instagram feed to find out if I end up there. Awesome. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to talk yeah, to you on the next one too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It'd be great. So. Awesome. Yeah. Josh, thanks so much for coming on. I'll make sure that I put uh, your website, uh, including the Josh NYC one, in the comments section. And uh, if you guys have any questions for Josh or whatever, just tag him or me. And uh, it's been so cool to, to get kind of a response from people. I thought like peop- may- maybe a couple people would watch it. But you know, when, when you get a response, now I, I guess I have to actually get back to the people who are watching. So thank you for everyone for your support. That's great. And Josh, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been awesome.